Season 2, Episode 54, Pete's Podcast, The Sermon on the Mount, Subpart 7, or today's episode, is Prayer and the Golden Rule. This is uh, Part 7 of, called The Great Galilean Ministry of uh, A.T. Robertson's uh, A Harmony of the Gospel for Students of the Life of Christ, copyright 1922, at C.I. Schofield's Schofield Reference Bible, copyright 1909. All right, we're going to take a look at, we're going to start in Matthew chapter 7, verse 3. Matthew chapter 7, verse 7, I'm sorry. Matthew chapter 7, verse 7. Matthew chapter 7, verse 7. Matthew chapter 7, verse 7. Right here in the the famous uh, Sermon on the Mount, I think is the answer to my question that I went to that Bible study almost 50 years ago. It'll be 49 years ago this November. In a couple of months. And I went to that Bible study with a with a question that had been given to me by a very smart atheist friend. He said, Pete, when somebody talks to you about Jesus, ask them this question. How can Jesus be the answer when there's a whole world that doesn't believe in him? I said, brilliant, Kurt, you are smart. No wonder they read your essays over the morning announcements. Anyway, um, I was all set, and I even raised my hand and, and stopped the Bible study and asked the the the, the leader who's a college kid uh, how can Jesus be the answer when there's a whole world doesn't believe in him? What about all the good Jews? What about all the good Muslims? What about all the good people that never heard of him? They're all going to hell? That doesn't make any sense. What kind of God is that? And I don't remember that I got an answer. I felt pretty good about stumping the Bible teacher. It's a tough question to answer, but I think this answers it, at least in part. Ask, and it shall be given you. Seek, and ye shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened unto you. The scripture that says that Jesus Christ came to seek and to save that which is lost. If you're seeking him and he's seeking you, you're going to run into each other. And then the choice is yours. You're going to believe it or not. When you hear the gospel, the grace of God, I believed it. I believed in the God of John 3.16. I, for God so loved the world, when I heard that, I said, wow. First I heard it was a free gift. I said, free gift with no strings attached? Salvation's a free gift with no strings attached? He said, praise the Lord, you understand it. I thought, whoa, wow free gift. I'm interested. I thought I had to make him Lord of my life or something I knew I wasn't going to be able to do. But free gift, no promises, no strings. I'm interested. And then he went to John 3.16, for God so loved the world that he gave, the idea of a gift, so loved the world, sounded like a pretty good God to me, so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever, I'm going like, I'm done. I'm in. What do I got to do? I understand it, and I believe. I want to believe it. And he said, "Pray, pray this prayer." And I 
bowed my head and and as far as I recall, I don't really remember what the prayer was, but I would assume it was something along, excuse me, along the lines, <coughs> excuse me, along the lines of God, the best way I know how I'm trusting Jesus Christ as my Savior. I looked up from that prayer and I said, look, I didn't see any fireworks. I didn't hear any bells. So if that means I'm not saved, just tell me now. And he said, it's, it's not a feeling. You don't feel saved. It's if you're trusting Jesus Christ as your Savior, you're going to heaven when you die. I said, okay, that's what you said. That's what John three sixteen says. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever believes him should not perish but have have everlasting life. Okay, so I have everlasting life. Well, great. And then I was walking out of you know I shook his hand and everything and and there was a girl sitting by the foyer in the living room I had to walk by her and she looked up at me and she said I've told you this many times I'm sorry I've got a I've got a cough drop but it doesn't seem to be helping much um, she said she looked up at me and she said if I never see you again I'll see you in heaven and I thought about what she said I processed what she said, and I said, you're right. You're right. You're absolutely right. You will see me again. Because I've trusted Christ as my Savior. And John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world, that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever, I'm a whosoever, believeth in Him, I, I did it the best way I knew how, should not perish, but have everlasting, I have everlasting life. I went home a very happy camper that night. Talked to my dad. He didn't understand it at that time, but I think he did before he died. Um, less less than a year and a half later, he was gone. About 14 months later, he was gone. He was dying of cancer. No atheist in a foxhole, I'll tell you. He, he read the New Testament before I did. He read it before he died. And he wrote me every day at West Point. And he's, in one of the letters, he said, I can't believe how much of the devil is in the New Testament. It is. Read it if you haven't read it. Ask and it shall be given you. Matthew 7, 7. Ask and it shall be given you. Save me. Seek and you shall find. I didn't even know I was seeking. I thought I was seeking to destroy the gospel or Jesus or whatever. And you shall find. Knock and it shall be opened unto you. Sounds good to me. Amen. Verse 8. For every one that asketh receiveth, and he that seeketh findeth, and to him that knocketh it shall be opened. I guess I fit the requirements. I asked, I was seeking, I knocked, whatever. I don't know what knocking means exactly, but I went in when I had the opportunity. I said, I'm in. Well, what man is there of you of whom his son shall ask bread and will give him a stone? Now again, he's talking to Israel. He's talking to two groups of Israels, Israelis. He's talking to the ones that are going to go through the destruction of the temple in AD 70. The ones that the church said, sell your homes. And be, they, you know, that turned out to be a really wise thing to do because they got, <laughs> they got money for their homes rather than have Titus come and take them. And scatter the Jews without a country for until 1947, if 
I'm not mistaken. I need to look that up. I think it's 47. Maybe it's 48. Anyway, or what? I think it is 48. I keep struggling with that. I look it up and I forget it. For what man is there of you whom, if his son asks bread, will give him a stone? So, again, this is talking to the 144,000 that they need food because they can't buy or sell. And the Jews under the persecution of Nero and men like that, uh, it's it's not very good to be a Christian either. Post-Christ time, the uh, ap apostolic age, or the tribulation. The seven-year tribulation. The first three and a half years are the worst, and the last three and a half years are cut short because no one would survive to live on into the millennium. There would be no sheep left alive to go on, on into the millennium. The goats, they would be live, but they, when they go to the judgment seat, of, when they go to the great white throne, they're cast in a lake of fire because they're not believers. Their, their actions are described in their treatment of the 144,000, but that's who Jesus said, when you did it on the least of these, my brethren. These guys right here came back with me at my second coming at the end of the tribulation. Will he give him a stone? Of course not. Verse 10 of chapter 7, Matthew chapter 7. Or if he ask a fish, will he give him a serpent? Of course not. And if you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more shall your Father which is in heaven give good things to them that ask him? So picture yourself during the tribulation. If you're not a believer, that's a real possibility to rapture could happen tonight and I won't be here that's one of the reasons that's the reason I'm doing these podcasts I want to leave something behind for the tribulation saints now, I'm not setting a time I'm not saying it's tonight it could be a hundred years from now I'm just doing what I can do I won't be here in a hundred years I will be buried in Arlington with my wife waiting for the resurrection of the dead not waiting sorry absolute body present with the Lord but I, I don't think I'll have my body until my body's uh, not be reunited with my body. It only took Jesus three days to be reunited with his. It might take me a little longer. Or maybe I won't be reunited at all. I mean, I'll change on the way up if the rapture occurs tonight. We believe in imminence that could have happened at any time. Verse 11. And if ye then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more shall your Father, which is in heaven, give good things to them that ask him? Again, I asked for that hurricane to, to, to drop in strength and turn right, and it did both those things. And I'm just excited about it, but go through Andrew. Look up Andrew and take a look at some of the pictures of that. My house was ground zero from Andrew. I was losing, I lost four by eight sheets of plywood, not shingles. I'm talking about sheets of plywood. There were no shingles anywhere. There was no roof. My trusses were, were bent over. And I did not lose one board off of any window. I cut and nailed them. I did a good job with those. There was one little in my bedroom. I had one little six-inch board that covered about six inches of window. It was bigger than that, maybe ten inches. But I just cut and nailed it into the tie beam and, uh, you know, the poured concrete in it. But that one came off. But anyway, um, God is good. Verse 12 of chapter 7, Matthew chapter 7, Therefore all things whatsoever ye would that men should do to you, do even to, so to them, for this is the law and the prophets. 
the law and the prophets is the Old Testament, the, the laws of Moses, the writings of the prophets. And this is it. What is it? Whatsoever things you would that men should do to you, do even so to them. Do unto others as you'd have them do unto you. On this hang all the laws and the prophets. There t what are the, which is the great commandment, they asked Jesus. He said, love the Lord with all your might, with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and love your neighbor as yourself. If you love the Lord, you're going to show that by good works. And if you love your neighbor as yourself, you're going to show that by good works. So you don't get to heaven by good works, but you live, you please God with your good works. That's what James is talking about. And you're rewarded for your good works, which is what James is talking about. Speak and do as those that will be judged by the law of liberty. Chapter 2, before he brings up any of the faith without works is dead and all that stuff. Faith without works is dead. Your works are dead when it comes to salvation. And your good works uh, are lack... Your, 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 uh, um, Hebrews 6, 1. Um, therefore leaving the principle of the doctrine of Christ let us go on to perfection not laying again the foundation of repentance from dead works repentance from dead works you got to turn from your dead works which are your very best works that you're counting on getting you to heaven that's what I did the night I was I didn't think I had any good works I didn't think I was going to go to heaven but I obviously when I found out there was a free gift I, I wanted to go but uh, so you got to repent of your dead works, which are works you're counting on to get you to heaven. And your your faith is dead. Your, your saving faith is dead at the judgment seat of Christ. Everybody there that's a believer, you can't say, hey, I'm here. But your, 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 your works will be tested by fire. And good, gold, silver, and precious stones will, will endure. But wood, hay, and stone will be burned up. But if you lose everything, you're still saved, yet so as by fire. So... Anyway, verse 12, Therefore all things whatsoever you would that men should do to you, do even so to them, for this is the law and the prophets. You're talking to people that are starving people during the tribulation. You're talking to people that are losing everything, running for their lives from the Romans in AD 70, getting kicked out of their country, where they've had kings for thousands of years, at least 1,500 years. And now they're they're moving on, to, and they're scattered all around the world, as far as Russia. A lot of them came to the United States after World War II. Um, all right, now we're going to take a look at the Golden Rule in Chapter Six. And I remember when an elementary teacher told me about the Golden Rule, and I think it was like in a summer camp thing where they used we used to go to the summer we used to go to keep us you know out of our mother's hair we used to go to summer camp and at school and play knock hockey and different stuff like that but it wasn't like they took attendance or anything anyway um it was a free camp i guess but i, I think a teacher told me at in that as i recall and that could have been as young as is seven years old but hearing about the golden rule that we should, you know, because we were probably complaining about each other to the counselor and I said, well, let's do the golden rule. You do to him what he, what you would want him to do to you. And you do to him what you would want him to do to you. And it just, I'm going like, wow, man, where did you come up with that? 
that is really golden. And as you, Luke chapter 6, verse 31. Luke chapter 6, verse 31. Luke chapter 6, verse 31. Leaving Matthew chapter 7 and going to Luke chapter 6, verse 31, our last verse here. And as ye would that men should do to you, do ye also to them likewise. Made sense to a seven-year-old. I was in awe of that rule. I thought, wow, that is one smart counselor. All right, next podcast, Lord willing, will be the last uh, sub-episode of episode 54, the, uh, the Sermon on the Mount, and part eight is the conclusion to the Sermon on the Mount, the lesson of personal righteousness driven home by powerful parables. In Matthew chapter 7, picking right up where we left off in Matthew chapter 7 here, and picking up where we left off, well, not exactly, but but in Luke 6. We'll, we'll be in Luke 6. Okay, I'm going to say adios, which is to God. And I am going to say via condios, which means go with God.